Good morning. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast. We are part of the Action Network, and we are proudly presented by Bet365. Listen, if you're listening to us in podcast form, a reminder, you can watch us live on YouTube at Action Network HQ. You can listen to us live on AMP. We come to you in all forms. We want to deliver the content to you in whatever way it makes you happy. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are hours from the draft kicking off. I am joined, as I am for every episode, by my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. How you doing, brother? I'm extra amped today because <laughs> uh, I'm in the New York studio. Uh, I got our cool favorites backdrop behind me. Um, I'm also extra YouTubed today because I feel like we've said all we can say about the draft almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd say it's a, it's exciting day. It's a fun day, but I told you it's just a day of, I mean, this whole week has just been chaos. So this draft has definitely been unique and Apparently, people think they know exactly how it's going to go. And there's other people like us, Chad, that we know we really don't know what the hell is about to happen. So it's it's definitely going to be a fun day. As they say in reality television, you think you know, but you have no idea. And we've got breaking news that we're going to talk about in one second. Before we get to that, I want to ask you a question. Because everyone makes a big deal about the draft. Everyone feels like the future of their franchise depends on the draft. And there's been a really interesting debate going on as it relates to people like Bijan Robinson, um, the running back from Texas, who you have said, a lot of people have said, top three player in terms of talent in the draft, but he's a running back. So where are you going to take him in the draft? You don't get first round value out of running backs necessarily. Unless you are a team that you think might be one player away, you take the running back and there could be value in getting you to that next level. With that said, the Eagles, some people say the Cowboys, are there teams right now you're looking at in the futures market who, if the draft goes the way they are, the way they want it to go, and what we're seeing in the mocks, you think that one player could make a difference between winning the division, not winning the division, winning the conference, not winning the conference, winning the Super Bowl, not winning the Super Bowl. I don't know why in my head, I thought you were going to talk about Jerry Springer. Uh, rest in peace to Jerry Springer. I don't know why. When you said something about reality TV, I thought you were going to go to Jerry Springer. Um, the NFL draft is tricky. Like me and you are in media and I'm now in media. So I try to be positive about the NFL draft and how important it is. But in actuality, Chad, you know the deal. One player does not change any team. Anyone, if they want, they can reach out to me and Chad. I would love to see the data. Has there ever been a draft that ended up making it so a team won a Super Bowl, let alone a running back? So I've had a couple of calls about the Robinson thing. Um, I get it. I get guys. Guys are saying exactly what Chad's saying. It's just like 
a running back isn't valued like that. There's no reason to take a running back that high. When is the last running back that actually, you know, took a team to a Super Bowl? That's a fair argument. I mean, Marshawn Lynch was the only one I could really think of in our recent memory, right, with that incredible Seahawks defense. But that's such a unicorn situation. So um, I wish it was that simple. You know, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl by three points. Would Robinson have changed that? Hard to say. I mean, Hurts ran for three touchdowns himself. So um, I do think, obviously, it's a big upgrade for the Eagles. But, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's a big better. Uh, I can't see anyone drafted today moving any of these guys' lines more than half a point for me during the season. So, you know, there's no there's no real unicorns coming out of this draft that's that that huge of a game changer. Again, if there was a Nick Bosa type, right, like some guy coming out that's a DN that's truly a game changer, that would be different. We just don't have that. So um, for me personally, I love the draft, but I think I'm like more most professional betters right now doesn't really mean much like no rookie. We talk all the time, a rookie quarterback, they're over four in championship games. They've never won one. So they're kind of irrelevant. Um, we've never seen an offensive lineman come in and change a whole team's franchise trajectory. Right. Joe Thomas, one of the greatest offensive linemen ever. I think he never played in a playoff game for the Browns. Maybe played in one in 10 years. So it's, there's, there's tons of talent here, but it's, again, it's a 53 man roster. So um, it is a fun day, Chad, but, Sadly, it's 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 not going to be the reason your team wins a Super Bowl this year. All right. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm telling you right now, every single person I talk to, feel like when they're using Bet365, by far the most superior product. You can see that because they've been doing this for such a long time around the world. Also, I'm in New York. I said it at the top of the show. You guys have heard us talk about Game Time so many times, the fastest growing ticketing app in the US. I love Game Time. I've talked about how much I used it. I used it a couple of weeks ago, going to the Yankees game. Uh, if you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week or even a concert. Game Time has amazing last-minute deals on tickets to all of these. I'm opening the Game Time app right now from our studio here in New York on 23rd Street. I have so much stuff I could go see tonight for reasonable to cheap prices. I got the New Jersey Devils in the playoffs. I got the New York Mets. I could get in to see the New York Mets tonight, Simon. Beautiful night in New York, $6. No matter where you live, Download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week. You deserve it, and you can redeem code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. So download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Also becoming more and more guaranteed, Simon Hunter. Alabama pass rusher, Will Anderson. Going number two to the Houston Texans. So the odds on him have, have have dropped considerably. It was plus money when we spoke on Tuesday. Minus 300 on Bet365 right now for him to go number two. Not surprising at all that this is how it's shaking out. Bryce Young, number one. Will Anderson, number two. This is what everybody's saying. Your take. So dumb. Everything just is so dumb. I, I just... 
and this is the first time in my life this year I I was working with a team. So, you know, I've never done consulting work with an NFL team before, and I did this year, and I thought this will be amazing. I'm going to get an inside look on a team. I'm going to get some inside info. Honestly, it was a weird experience, Chad. I've gained zero inside info from the team I work with. Um, but I think after the draft, maybe I'll talk about it more, but I think it's one of those drafts where I understand why the team has been so tight-lipped. But they, it feels like I gave them info and they just literally threw it to the wind. They paid me, so I got money out of it, but they didn't use my info at all. Um, I just, I don't really get it. If if the Carolina thing will never make sense to me. Carolina traded up for the number one pick in this draft. They gave an incredible haul to the Bears. The Bears literally got a top ten receiver who's twenty five years old in DJ Moore. From the Panthers, they got their draft picks, and they traded up for a guy who's 5'10", 180, to be the number one pick. That has a ton of red flags from a, multiple different teams. Okay, do what you want. You want to go get your quarterback? Go get Bryce Young. Houston, everything you read just doesn't make sense. Apparently, they're going to take a quarterback with their second pick. Um They just feel like the Browns all over again. Remember the Browns kept passing on quarterbacks – Oh, we don't really like Deshaun Watson. We don't really like, like Mahomes. We're going to take Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's a good player. Has he done anything for that Browns franchise? Has he really moved the needle at all? Not really. It always comes back to that quarterback position. So the Texans doesn't make sense. I get it. They're going to grab an edge rusher, but it, it's just bizarre to me. It's like, why not go get your guy? And you find out this year if he's legit, like Rosen. Remember Rosen in Arizona? We knew right away that kid wasn't for the long term. So what they do, they they used him for a year. He was terrible. They didn't want to pick the next year. They took Kyler Murray. That's that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to just keep drafting these quarterbacks till you find one. So um, if the Texans really do take Anderson with that second pick, they're they're a stupid franchise and they they'll keep being what they are, which is going to be in the bottom rung of that division. So um, doesn't really make sense if I was them. There's just other players I'd take that position or I'd trade back, if anything. So um, the the Will Anderson thing is interesting. I think that's more of a mock. The reason it's up to minus 300, unless it's minus 1,000 or more, that, that doesn't mean shit to me for the sports books. Like to, to me, minus 300, that's nothing for them. So um, as much as people like to think that's a guaranteed he's going to now, I, I still don't see it. Only only thing that feels like it's really going to happen is the Bryce Young pick. That got up to... I want to say I checked it at 11 p.m. Hawaii time, so that's like 5 a.m. New York City time. I think he was up to minus 4,000 um, at bet 365. So to me, that's like, okay, Bryce Young now, that seems like a guarantee he's going to go one. I thought there was still some outside chance. It could be CJ or it could be Anthony Richardson. But, no, it's going to be Bryce at one. And number two, I'm still not sold on Will Anderson. I still think there's an outside chance to go quarterback. I just – the ownership has said they want a quarterback, and – you know, to me, their general manager seems like he's on thin ice. He's got a new. He's had a new head coach every year. He's been he's been their GM. Like he has a he hires a new coach every year. So I I I can't believe it, but I would not be shocked if they do take Will Anderson because they're just not a well run organization. But the smart move for them would be just to take one of these quarterbacks and try to figure out what you have from there. Don't you feel like? Let me let me throw some cold water on your. They're not a well-run organization theory. Don't disagree, by the way. I'm just playing devil's advocate. You take Will Anderson, 
because as we have said many, many times, if you got four quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. You take Will Anderson, you know you're going to stink for another year, right? You get a shot the next year to get someone in Caleb Williams who you actually feel might be a Trevor Lawrence type of talent and the surefire number one pick. There would be no debate. So are they being smart and potentially playing the long game? Because they're going to stink no matter what. And so get an edge rusher and then get Caleb Williams. Take the shot, take the risk. That's what I mean that you just can't keep kicking the can down the road. It's, you don't know shit, Houston. Who who, to, who are you to think you're going to be able to take a quarterback next year and they're going to be actually good? So, like, that's my issue with the Browns. They kept passing on these guys. They passed on a Mahomes. They passed on a Watson to take a DN because they said, you know, we don't like this QB class. We'll wait till next year. We like we like to Sam Darnold. We like Baker Mayfield next year. It's just stupid. It's like no one knows. So I'm in agreement that there's a lot of question marks with this draft, but that's every year's draft, like – Again, I I love Caleb Williams. I think this kid's upside next year is insane. He's already getting comps to Mahomes. Was Mahomes the number one pick draft in that year's draft, Chad? Was he the number one quarterback taken in that year's draft? I think you know who the number, number one quarterback taken in Mahomes' draft was, right? Well, I know that it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, and I know the Bears didn't take Patrick Mahomes when they had the chance. <laughs> exactly. So all these teams can act like they're so damn smart. It's just not they, – they, Half these teams don't even know how to evaluate the position, which is the God honest truth. And then it's all about scenario, right? Mahomes, to me, he's an incredibly gifted quarterback. You know damn well, like I do, Chad, he would not be having the career he's having right now if he went to the Browns. You take away Andy Reid from making him into one of the smartest quarterbacks in football. You take away Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, those safety blankets he's had his whole career. Mahomes wouldn't be what he's at now, right? A two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's just... A lot of it goes into where you end up landing and the organization you get in. So, you know, Houston, I, I'm I'm not here trying to bash them. My whole point is get it over with. Rip the Band-Aid off. Like, you guys, you act like you're so damn smart. You've had one good quarterback your whole franchise, and he was a freaking weirdo in Watson. So it's like get it over with. Draft the guy. You, you're just – you're spinning you're spinning your tires here to me if you're Houston, if they keep passing on quarterbacks. Because, again – I think Williams is an incredible prospect for next year. I, I just – there to me, there's no point of passing up another good quarterback prospect this year. You just keep shooting your shot until you find one of these guys. It's just – we talk all the time, Chad. There's 15 really good quarterbacks in the league that you'd want as a starter, and there's 10 elite quarterbacks you want on your team. So, to me, just keep shooting shots. It's just, it's just pointless to me that they would pass on a quarterback at two and then take one at 12. It's like – I don't know. I don't I don't like the whole idea of them doing that, but I I get it, Chad. I, I get it. It's like you get in these draft rooms, and if you don't love the guy, it's as a GM, it's hard to make make the play on picking one of these guys. Uh I want to remind everybody, as I said at the top of the show, we're live on YouTube and on AMP, uh, which means you can ask questions in the chat as we go, if you're listening, whether oh, it's God. on YouTube or on AMP, just subscribe. Subscribe to us on the AMP product. Subscribe to Action HQ, Action Network HQ on YouTube. Uh, we have two questions to start, Simon. One for you, one for me. Uh, last episode, there was a lot of over three and a half betting where Will Anderson will go. 
with the news slash steam today, is he making a move? I kind of feel like we've answered that, but it's an important question. No, not yet. If it, when it hits minus a thousand, I'll be like, ah, shit. But right now, no, it's still just all hearsay. People going off mocks and everything. It's just, it, it just hasn't moved enough for me to be panicking yet. Um, but again, it, it makes sense if that's really their pick. But I just, I would be shocked if they pass on a quarterback. Same with a team trading up to pick three and a team moving into that four spot if the Colts move out. Uh, the question for me was what hair product do I use? Cause my hair is always on point comma always, you know what? I appreciate that. Cause I think a lot about my hair and, and uh, I use Aribe. Uh, what's it called? Aribe, um, Silverati illuminating pomade and my hairstylist in West Hartford, Connecticut, uh, recommended it to me because I was starting to get so gray on the shot on the sides of my hair. She's like, you should use this Silverati because it actually um, it it brightens up the gray. It makes it pop a little bit. So fancy um, name for just for men. No, dude, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite of trying to color it. It makes the silver even more silver. Oh, it makes it pop. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's a it's got a little sheen to it. Love it. A rebay. I get it on Amazon. I got a subscription to it. It just comes to me every six weeks. I need to think about it. Uh, you hate Hawaii, Chad. If you wear off Amazon, it takes about three months for something to get here. Uh, here's a question. Any shot uh, Trey Lance gets traded tonight? Of course. Of course there's a shot he gets traded tonight. This is when moves happen, right? Like you're using capital. You've got the draft picks. You can move players more easily. People are in a deal-making mood. I know that sounds silly, but – Deals are built up towards the draft. So 100%, this is a time when you could expect Trey Lance to potentially get traded. And actually, I, would, I think it's an interesting move. Go yeah, ahead. I would be shocked. I would be truly shocked. Um, I'd have to look it up, but the kid got drafted at 20. So I think he's 22, 23, which means he's younger than a couple of these prospects that are claiming to go in the first round. So, um you know, that's one of those where they seem in practice. If the 49ers think this this kid ain't it, let's move on. Let's try to get our some draft capital back for it. Yeah, I could see Trey Lance being moved. That's what another interesting key of this whole draft is we've had a lot of a lot of the trolling from Lamar Jackson. You know, he's been putting the smiley faces on Twitter, doing whatever. That's another guy I've heard linked to this 49ers team. Like Trey Lance for Lamar straight up. I love that move for both teams. Like to me. I don't know about Chad, but like Shanahan with that offensive running scheme with oh my McCaffrey. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is right. So uh, I would love for that mayhem of those teams swapping quarterbacks. Um, but, yeah, like I think we're going to see a lot of craziness in this draft. Um, there's a couple different teams I just see making big trades, big moves. And it's just because of that quarterback position, Chad. So, yeah, the Trey Lance being moved would not be shocked. But, you know. It, again, it's all about what the 49ers are seeing in practice because people keep saying they're like, well, I just haven't seen it with this kid, Trey Lance. We saw him playing a tsunami against the Bears, and then he snapped his leg in half the next game. So I got no opinion on the kid. To me, I, I like his upside, especially at his age. But once again, this is a this is a franchise that's seen this kid every day in practice. So I would say it'd be more telling the 49ers moving on from Trey Lance than anything else. 
I do feel like Trey Lance will not be on this 49ers team wow. come training camp. And I do feel like there are a lot of teams out there who will see what you're seeing, that he is younger than um, a lot of the guys in the draft. And there's so many questions. To me, there are so many questions about everybody in this draft, except for <laughs> one player, one no. quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. CJ Stroud. Just do the right thing, people. Right now, when Mel, Mel Kuyper in his mock draft has the Titans trading up to number three to get C.J. Stroud, and he has the Cardinals in number four. Uh, I'm sorry, the Colts in number four uh, taking Will Levis. This, to me, feels like the Justin Fields draft. And I know you and Evan were trying to get in my head about Ohio State quarterbacks and the history. It doesn't fucking matter. What Ohio State has been doing offensively the past five to seven years is so dramatically different than what Ohio State had been doing for the previous 100 years. When Woody Hayes was saying only three things can happen when you pass the ball and two of them are bad. Like this is not three yards in a cloud of dust Ohio State offense from the 1900s to the 1970s. It's a dynamic, open, progressive, pass-first offense. Give me C.J. Stroud. I've seen everything I need to see. He's done it consistently. You know what the ceiling is going to be, which I think is high. You know what the floor is going to be, which I also think he has a really high floor. Makes no sense to me. Other than that, everyone is a question mark, Simon. Yeah, I had I had CJ for a couple months here as my number one prospect, um, especially my number one quarterback. I'm not going to lie, Chad, after seeing that cognitive test, I, I moved him down. I moved Anthony Richardson to be my number one quarterback. So five years from now, if people want to shit on me, I, I completely get it. I was I'm way too hot on Anthony Richardson, possibly, but from everything for Anthony Richardson, po- pocket pre- pre- uh, you know, presence and just his movement, like the way he can move in the pocket. I just love this kid's upside compared to CJ, where I do love CJ. The biggest thing going against him, Chad, is multiple scouts that I've talked to. Again, it's no fault of his own going to Ohio State. He arguably played with the best wide receiving core we've ever seen for his entire stint that he was at college. Like he literally, every time he went up there, he had on both sides a number one, you know, round, a number one round receiver. So that's no knock against CJ. It's just facts where, you know, he's been surrounded by incredible talent his whole career. I guess some teams are seeing that a little bit as a flag of he wasn't as good as he's perceived just because he had that talent around him. Um, You know, the metrics bear that out too. He he threw in a lot, uh, threw into a lot of, you know, smaller windows. He, he took a lot more chances than you would want to see a college kid be taking in the sense that guys are just open in college. We're in the pros. That's just not so. Guys are not open. You have to throw guys open the pros. We're in college. Guys are just open. So the CJ information over these last couple of weeks, I just did not see me moving him down the board. And I eventually did just because of everything that's popped up. So five years from now, again, it's all about situation you're drafted into. I still see Richardson being the best prospect in this class. 20 years old right now. I'd be 21 in this upcoming season. I just love his upside. CJ, I'm still on board with it, Chad, but there are – like that cognitive test is a big deal. But the fact that this kid – what you want in football is you don't want people thinking. You just literally want guys out there just reacting. That's literally the best guys you hear from, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes. They all talk about that in football, that you're so prepared – you literally go out there and you don't even think. You're just reacting to what the defense gives you. 
that's a bad deal. This kid, he's not naturally gifted that way. Everything he does apparently is very processed. So I'm I'm still high on CJ. I love his body type, love his arm strength. He's a great athlete. Um, but that that to me is definitely a red flag that this guy isn't naturally gifted mentally. Like he doesn't have that upstairs. What Bryce Young has tensefold. This kid is out of this world football smart. So, you know, we'll again, we'll see. It's all about the teams you land on the right coaching tree. Frank Reich, please draft CJ. That would be incredible for this kid to get one of the smarter guys, one of the smarter QB coaches ever in football with him. I mean, we saw what Frank did with Carson Wentz, which is a corpse now. That's what I think he could do with CJ. He, if he gets the right coach, man, CJ is such high upside. But it, once again, Chad, if he goes to Houston – I don't know. I don't know how great I'll be feeling about CJ's prospects going forward, but with a guy like Frank Reich in Carolina, I would love for CJ to end up somewhere like that. Here's the problem with a couple of things you just said. And the problem with the draft process and why so much of this is so fucking stupid and why I think a lot of these guys are, they, they look for reasons to sound smart and it means nothing. How dare you? Trevor Lawrence had an incredible cast of talent around him. Does he get knocked down because the talent around him was too good? Zach Wilson, oh, he's got all the intangibles, but he didn't have any talent around him. Imagine what he'll do when he gets to the NFL. He's fucking terrible. (laughs) So Trey Lance, all the intangibles. He's not even playing against good people. Imagine what he's going to do when he's got really good talent around him. Give me a fucking break. CJ Stroud was good with really good talent. There's also quarterbacks who are bad with really good talent. And that is that is not the quarterback's fault. The cognitive thing, I haven't looked into it that much. I believe that's a real thing if it's a real thing. But the talent knock, the body type knock, the speed knock, the Ohio State knock, these are people looking for reasons to not like a kid. They are that's not reasons to not take a kid. <laughs> I know that's our job, though. You're you're supposed to nitpick. You're supposed to find your guy. There's there's just a bunch of little things you're looking for to make it so that person can be off your board, Chad. That's the honest truth. Like Jalen Carter being off of half the teams in the first, you know, half the teams don't have a first round grade on Jalen Carter anymore. I'm with you. That's really stupid. But that's that's literally that franchise. That's their that's how they operate. Like that's how these certain teams do things. So. I'm in agreement with you. Like I'm, we're probably overthinking these things, but that's how you're supposed to do it. Like you remember, Chad. I got a lot of shit for saying Justin Fields was the second best quarterback in that draft. I said he should have been the number two pick. I bet it that way. He fell to what? You guys got him at pick eleven. I feel like he fell way down the board, and the Bears scooped him up. So we see it every year that just people. You're right. They overthink things. They make things that aren't true. But at the same time, that's how we protect ourselves from the Zach Wilson types. Like I was. One of the few people that said I had a second round grade on Zach Wilson. I just never was buying into the kid's hype. So, you know, I'm going to have plenty of misses in life. And Anthony Richardson might be a huge miss, but that's who I have is my number one quarterback. I just think this kid's upside's insane. All right. Uh, We're starting to get a little bit sense of the draft board right now. So uh, there's a couple moves that I think are worth us trying to say, these are the direction we would want to go for some picks. First one I want to look at. Let's say let's say it's Bryce Young and Will Anderson, which means that at number 3 there is some serious potential action in play. 
because we could get Arizona trading out. We could get Indy trading up. We could get Tennessee trading up. At number three, who are we taking? Who do we think is the best bet to go number three? Right now, CJ Stroud plus 150. Tyree Wilson plus 300. There was a lot of talk before the Will Anderson news that he was going to be the second overall pick. Um, who do we like at number three? Who's our best bet at number three? CJ Stroud still plus money there. Yeah, and like we heard the offensive lineman. Um, Paris Johnson. Paris, yeah. To me, again, all those things make sense. But the, that makes the most sense to Arizona is they do what other teams that are in their spot do, which is you trade out. Like the 49ers, they gave up what, Chad? Two first-round picks to move into the third pick to get Trey Lance. Like they gave up a lot to move up to get Trey Lance to the pick three. That's what Arizona, I think they're holding out for, right? They're, they're trying to make it so that they're praying Houston doesn't take a quarterback. That would be huge for them. That means multiple teams could still move up and get their guy pick three. If they like CJ, if they like Will Levis, like there's a bunch of reasons they move up in that pick three spot. So um, – my gut feeling still is they don't pick there. Unless the GM is a total idiot, they don't pick there. Just Arizona has so many holes. If you go through their roster, they're one of the worst rosters in football. Even with Kyler Murray, I think they have the second lowest odds in the NFC. That's how, you know, no one respects the team they've built. Their general manager was fired, so this is a new GM. This is his first year. I just – I'm hoping this guy is smart enough to know you just trade back there. You just trade back, let a team move up, take their quarterback. Because we hear it time and time again – the Colts have just been throwing out noise all week, right? Or I mean, not even all week, all month. They've just been talking about, oh, we love Will Levis. We could easily see this guy being on our team. You know, that's just all shade, right? They wouldn't blatantly come out and tell people exactly who they love and who they're going to take. So clearly the Colts are going to take a quarterback there. To me, there's a couple teams that make sense to trade up there, but no other than Tennessee. Tennessee, been talking and nodding about them trading up to that third spot. Just It makes sense for Tennessee to go up, draft, get a guy, get a new quarterback get this thing rolling here. So um, to me, if you're going to make a bet in that third spot, it makes sense right now. In bet 365, CJ Stroud is plus one, 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 uh, 100, uh, 150. So, you know, the books are saying that CJ is going there in the third spot. I feel like that kind of makes sense. If he doesn't go at two, a team will move up and take him. Like Chad said, a lot of teams have really high grade on CJ. So um, not shocking to see him there with that number. Um, I don't know. I just my my favorite bet still, Chad, for first defender taken is still Jalen Carter. I just st still see somehow the Seahawks or Detroit taking him with that that pick when they get to him. So, um, you could shop around, but I've seen a twenty to one Jalen Carter be the first defender taken, just because of what Chad just talked about. Everyone's still talking about Wilson. They're still talking about Anderson. The edge rusher is always going to get the hype, and to me, Carter, if if it goes the way I think it's going to go, which is quarterback, 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 four straight quarterbacks, I just will not be shocked if Carter is the, is taken there at number five by Seahawks. Well, that makes it interesting, right? So let's say the number two pick right now, Will Anderson, like we've said, minus 300. Yeah. This could be interesting, right? Let's say it's Bryce Young, number one. Here's what I, here's what I'm probably and like. What I think, I think it's a, what Will Levis I think is the guy everyone keeps talking about for that number two pick, right? 
Well, I, like you can't... yesterday or like two days ago, that's what we were on the show talking right. about, right? Well, yeah, but I think that's long gone. I think, I think, <laughs> I think if 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 we think it's going to be quarterback, 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 and look, we would never recommend you're going full units the way you do during the NFL season on the NFL draft. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun, right? So exactly. it's it's a tenth of a unit here, a quarter of a unit there. Like so, if I had a huge edge, people, I would be telling you right now. Like if I knew exactly who's going number two, Chad knows. There's no secrets here. I already made all my bets. I would be screaming from a mountaintop exactly who was going number two if I had exactly knew who it was. So that's one of those people know me well enough to know that if I have an edge, I give it out here. And I, like Chad's about to say, I have no idea who the hell is going to number two. So the number two, I think if it's it's fun to do it that way, you do Bryce Young number one. You do I would do C.J. Stroud. Number two at plus six hundred. You could also do Will Levis. Number two at plus six hundred. Then you could do, then you could do Levis and C.J. Stroud at number three. You could do C.J. at plus one fifty, and you could do Levis at plus eight hundred. And then what you can do is number four Levis at plus one thirty and Anthony Richardson. At plus three hundred, that's what I would do. It's like <laughs> you put together a menu here, right? Yeah. Um, and like at some point, some of these you might just break even on the night, which is fine. We're not looking to get rich off the fucking draft, people. We're just looking to have a decent time before we go to bed after the tenth pick is taken or the ninth pick in my in my case with the Bears. So that's what I would be doing. And that's why I love these kind of drafts where it's like, you know, last year was kind of boring. We had no quarterbacks like this. We had Kenny Pickett going like, what, it was a top 20. It's just more fun when there's drafts like this, like that one we had with the fields, the Trey Lance, the Zach Wilson, the Trevor Lawrence of like, you got four guys, everyone's got different opinions and it's all bobbled up at the top there. So once again, I, I just, in the day and age we're in right now, Chad, I just can't see quarterbacks drop it. It's not like it used to be where quarterbacks would slide. It's just not like that anymore. Teams usually are aggressive and move up to get their guy, which once again will never make sense. The whole Lamar Jackson thing, like these teams are killing each other, stepping on each other's heads to move up in the draft and get their picks. I just don't get it. Why? Why not just go out there and get Lamar, a guy you already know is established, and he's like the same age as most of these guys being drafted. Lamar is 25, 26 years old. So, um, you know, it's. It's a tricky time of year, Jack, because I'm getting so much information. So much of it's just pure BS. Uh, another question coming in. And by the way, I, I think I deserve a little bit of credit. What did I say last year? There's no way a quarterback is going to be taken in the top 10. Malik Wilson isn't the answer. Kenny Pickett isn't the answer. Uh, there was all these rumblings. I No, I think I said there might not even be a quarterback. There won't be more than one quarterback taken in the first round. And I was right. Because I said it was just going to be Kenny Pickett. Here's what I'm saying this year. And I said it last week. Over, I said it on Tuesday. Over four and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. I am a firm believer Hendon Hooker will sleep, will sneak into the bottom of the first round. Um, some team is going to take a flyer on Hendon Hooker. You've seen the last couple of days. These things are not by accident. Hendon Hooker putting out videos of him uh practicing, dropping back, yeah. showing his knee is okay. That's not, oh, hey, it's Hendon Hooker. I'm looking to improve my draft status. Like there's there's 
messaging there. Hendon Hooker's going in the first round. Over for be shocked. I think Chad just nailed on the head too. Him putting out that video, his agent, that was really smart. Him putting weight on that leg. I think he got the surgery in December. So he's he's really well on track right now in his recovery. The hooker thing will never make sense. He played one year and a one one year had a one good season at pass happy offense. And I don't know, Chad. Maybe a team does fall in love with him and move up. But I keep going back to our, our friend Matthew Friedman told us about where if you statistically, if you get three quarterbacks drafted on the top 10, statistically, the over four and a half is hit. I think three out of four times it's 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 happened. So basically, Chad's going to know pretty early on if he's gonna, if he's got a good bet or not. Because if you three, three quarterbacks go in the top 10, that most likely means, you know, say Anthony Richardson is the guy that drops or Will Love is the guy that drops. A team will move up and take that guy. Uh, some teams I've heard linked to Will Levis is the Patriots. I think they pick. 14, maybe. Yep. So there's just different teams that could move up. The hooker thing makes sense in the sense that we, we've we seen multiple teams talk about the end of the first round taking him. The one that jumped off right away was the Rams. The Rams, Stafford's got these major back issues. You'll never, you don't know if he'll ever be right ever again. Even his wife's talked about it where he's had a bunch of surgeries on his back now at this point because he got beat up in Detroit. We all remember Stafford in Detroit. Yeah. It's just a pinata. So I didn't believe it. I'm trying again. I'm trying to be a rational guy here. You got to throw out being rational in the draft. It's just teams will meet with players and they'll fall in love. Say they kind of like the guy on tape. If they meet with them, they're just like, holy shit, this guy's got the vibe. Like this guy's a leader of men. We want him to be the leader of this team. That can make Hooker a first round pick. And we always talk about that fifth year, fifth year option of quarterbacks, a big deal. Um, who screwed it up last year? Was it the, yeah, I think it was the Giants. They didn't sign Daniel Jones to a fifth year just because he had struggled. Now they had to pay him, what was it, $80 million over four years? Yeah. Or some, something crazy like that. So, you know, I'm looking at this as, okay, I don't believe in Hooker, but the market does. I didn't touch this number. I think Chad gave it out, and it was minus like 140 maybe. It's gone up even more now. People are really pounding the over four-and-a-half quarterbacks taken. My biggest bet still was the over one-and-a-half running backs taken. I just – Gibson to me, the Alabama kid, like we already talked about, I just see I see a bunch of picks into the first round. The Eagles, the Lions, the Bengals, a bunch of different teams that could take a guy a running back into the first round. Same thing goes with quarterbacks. Like, you know, the Ravens trading back in and take Lamar at pick 32. I really did not see that coming that year in that draft. We're kind of in the same spot here with Hooker. Like, I've seen the Vikings linked to this kid. So there's a bunch of different teams that you would be shocked to see move up because they already have a quarterback. But it would not be shocking to me or Chad just because we've seen it time and time again in the NFL. Teams move up and take quarterbacks if they believe in them. So um, as much as I want to make fun of your pick, Chad, it's looking like a smart bet here taking the over four and a half. It's just not a bet I would make. Millman has had a really lot of, has had a lot of smart bets the last couple of shows. <laughs> He's fading the Jets. F-E-D-E. Fade, fade, fade. Uh, uh, and he's he spotted that over four and a half for the quarterbacks in the first round. Um, another question that just came in, Bijan Robinson, do we like him as a top 10 pick right now? Or do we feel like the bloom is off the rose off of that particular hype train? If I can mix some metaphors. Don't be scared, people. Don't be scared. Just because a couple of mocks have him outside the top 10. To stay the course, I still think Robinson will, will be taking the top 10. It's just most teams are like me. You have a draft board. If you have this guy up high in your draft board, 
once Carter goes, that's going to be another guy gone that's going to be high up on people's draft board. So that, that, that to me is a big factor. If Carter goes, if these DNs go, the Eagles are in play. Atlanta's in play. They're both teams that they want the linemen. Both teams do. Atlanta, I've read, their, their, their GM wants to take a D lineman. If those top three guys go, right, and Robinson falls a little bit, I just see a team going up and getting them. So I don't know if it's going to be the Bears that can move back. I don't know if it's the Eagles that can move back. But there's just certain teams that wouldn't move up to take Robinson. So to me, I could see the Eagles taking them. I could see Atlanta still taking them. You still got a good number at betting them. But the safest bet to me is the is the part with the Gibson. The over one and a half running backs. Not that it's a lock, but it kind of feels that way at this point, where Gibson now has enough enough love behind him, like guys like Peter King and a couple other guys that have mocked it, that the numbers moved. I think it's minus 140 now, minus 150, the over one and a half. It's minus 200, a couple other books, uh, over one and a half running backs in the first round. At this point, it kind of feels like a sure thing of Robinson will go most likely top 15, and then Gibson will be in that 20 to 25 range. So um, the, the betting market to me, Robinson – you can still get plus 120 at a couple books from the B top 10. I still like that number. It just feels like a fair value on a guy that most teams have him as a top two, top three best player on their big board. All right, let's summarize a little bit because we've gone rapid fire through what I think are some really interesting uh, picks. We still like value in Bijan at uh, top 10, probably up plus 120. We like uh, over four and a half. Quarterbacks taken. The price has moved considerably since we talked about it last time. Uh, we like over one and a half running backs taken in the first round. Um, we also like the idea of sprinkling different money on a combination of Levis, Stroud, Richardson in picks two, three, and four. Um, one question that came in is we can find a Bryce Levis Stroud going one, two, three at plus two twenty. Do we think there is value there? I think the answer no. is yes. No. Why are you saying no? I'm saying yes. <laughs> Cause we don't, it's not, it just never goes out the way it's planned like that. That rarely, rarely happens. If we're lucky, Chad, if we're really lucky, we'll get the top two picks right. I talk all the time. These guys who spend months, literally these nerds spend months and months and months doing this mock draft. While me and Chad are dominating the football season, giving out picks every week. There's other guys who literally don't even care about the NFL season. All they're doing is prepping for this upcoming draft. If they're lucky, they will get six picks or five picks exactly right of what the player goes to, what team. And that's just how it is. It's just... At a 32, these guys, if they're lucky, will get five right, Chad. That's how shitty the mocking draft process is. So um, I just – I will never get out people to tell bet boring. That's a boring bet, betting it to go that way. I just – it's not going to be that simple. As much as I wanted to go three straight quarterbacks, I could easily see Will Levis being the second pick. Like these teams fall in love with these different quarterbacks and that just throw a whole wrench in everything. So I would do what you did, which is a crazy ass of going pick by pick picking different quarterbacks for each pick. It's just that to me seems like a smarter move than trying to nail three picks in a row. Like that's so damn hard to get right. So I would stay away from that bet. Matt Mitchell, I think pretty soon uh, we're going to have to put together a uh, sizzle of just Simon saying, Chad's pretty smart. Chad making a smart pick. Chad has a smart idea. 
It feels like it's happening more and more. I get smarter and sharper with every episode. What a smart idea, boss. Great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Mitchell, he's the best. The draft is eight hours away right now. I think we've done all we can do here, Simon. I think all we can do is let the chips fall where they may, be excited about our picks. I want to remind everybody, the Favorites Podcast comes to you from Bet365. That is the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text one 800 Gambler, I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Producer is Matt Mitchell. This has been the Favorites Podcast, part of the Action Network. Download us from Spotify, from Apple Podcasts, wherever you you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.